The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. It's the Cigar Authority After Show, and it's brought to you by Roma Craft Tobacco. Since 2010, Mike Rosales and Skip Martin have focused on the simple and time-honored task of combining quality tobacco, experienced craftsmen, and the right amount of time to bring you cigars worthy of the legacy of the centuries of premium cigar craftsmen that came before them. Whether you are revisiting the anti-prohibition era mindset of intemperance or getting in touch with your more primal side with a Cro-Magnon and Neanderthal, you are sure to find a blend in the Romacraft house of brands that fits the exact balance of flavor, strength and body you are looking for in that moment when you're finally able to take a short break from the world to relax and enjoy a cigar the last thing you need is a complicated sales pitch simple yet substantial tobacco talent time roma craft tobacco the after show the after show the after show welcome everybody to the after show the show after the regular show and as i alluded to on that show that uh we're looking for help at a cigar shop and um, I talked to a bunch of retailers in the cigar business uh, that said the same thing, that they're having a hard time getting anybody. And as you look around the whole United States, and I'm hearing across the world, the same thing's happening everywhere, that um, there's not enough labor that's out there. We see, uh, you know, people can't even get, uh, not enough truck drivers. People aren't getting product. And- For a lot of the stuff where you have to actually report to work physically, I can't think of a better job as far as something that you can dive into headfirst and be passionate about and look forward to coming to work every day. No, it's not a job that you can do from home, but it is pretty friggin' awesome. Especially if you want to get into the cigar industry, the best place to start is work at a cigar shop, and then you're going to decide, you know, as opposed to just sitting in the lounge and you think that's what it's about. That's not what it's about. It is work. Uh, involved, but it's not digging know. ditches though. It's there's no yeah. there's no heavy well, lifting. Would you here. say ninety percent of cigar reps started in a cigar shop yeah. as an employee, including cigar brand owners started working in cigar shops, and um, th- that's where where it starts, and that's where you're going to end up meeting cigar reps. They get to know you, like you, trust you, think you're good, and then offer you a job. The only ca- the only warning about working in a cigar shop. It will change the way you look at the cigar industry. Absolutely. You're going you're to know the back end for yes. sure. And, uh, and that turns some people off. Yeah. So I, I like to say when a cigar geek is looking for the job, so I say, you, you ready for me to ruin the, your, your, <laughs> your love for the cigar industry? Um, There's absolutely some negatives that come along with your hobby gets ruined a bit yeah. uh, working in the cigar industry. But when I went to Las Vegas to the trade show, um, I we got to the hotel, put our bags away, and then we had to go right to the convention trade show center. convention center. Mm-hmm. So I got an Uber, and the Uber guy came, picked us up, and he said to me, um, "We you go, you going to the convention center?" I said, "Yes, um, the South Hall." And he said, "What convention is going there, by the way?" And I said, "It is the." Uh, Tobacco Plus Expo. We're in the cigar business. He goes, well, they haven't outlawed that yet. And I said, what does that mean? And he says, you know, outlaw tobacco products, cigars and stuff. Mm -hmm. He says, they're bad for you and they should just outlaw it. And so I at said, this point, Ed Santa Maria, the buyer who's with you, is ready to open the door, walk, jump, get out, and get a different car. Yeah. But you were in full debate mode. Oh, yeah. So mm-hmm. he knew. I think he wanted to dive out the 
because he knew what was coming <laughs> on. So, so now I'm going to get get in with him. And I go, what do you do for a living? And he says, uh, I'm an Uber driver. I said, you're driving an automobile. You think an automobile ever killed anybody before? I, you know, maybe they should outlaw the automobiles and stuff. He says, oh, well. Yeah, when was the last time you smoked two cigars or three cigars, got behind a wheel and killed somebody? Right. The answer is never. And uh, I, as we're driving down the street, uh, we're in Las Vegas, and I said, you know, just leaving a casino, uh, gambling. Uh, you think that kind of wrecked, fam- uh, wrecked families and stuff? And this guy said, oh, I'm, I'm in uh, Gamblers Anonymous, actually. I said, oh, you think they should just outlaw the gambling thing because it wrecks businesses, and the next thing you know, you're, you're an Uber driver. And uh, he, didn't, he didn't take well to that. And then I, I, we, we pass a marijuana facility, and I go, marijuana facilities, legalized prostitution, gambling, drinking. It's me. It's, it's my business that I'm, I'm going to, that you're driving me to, is what needs to be outlawed. He goes, well, you make a good point there. I go, it's friggin' ridiculous. I said, so this is what you do. You, you drive an Uber. And he says, well, I walk dogs, too. I do what I want. He's got when side I, hustles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do what I want when I want to do it. And I said, all right. We pull up to uh, the convention center. And I said, okay, uh, thanks for the ride. And there'll be no tip today. Just so he understood where I'm at. And, uh, you know, trying to shut... Um, Shut my business down, basically. It should be illegal. And uh, the you money. You tend to take that a little personally, I think, yeah, I've noticed. It was very personal. So uh, I leave, and I, ho- I hope it opened his mind up and taught him a lesson to the next guy that comes in. Don't tell him we should shut your business down. That you're, you know, I got on a plane that morning, flew there to go to a convention and stuff, and oh, they should just outlaw that. This, the freaking guy I just hired to, to Uber looking for a tip. No, no way. And let him know that he was not just didn't give him a tip. Let him know that I wasn't going to give him a tip. That's uh, part of the problem with the hiring process right now, in my opinion, is the set your own hours of Uber, DoorDash. I know people that work three, four hours a day when they feel like working and they're putting a few hundred dollars in their pocket. So that da- dawned on me at that moment. And I said, oh my God, this is. There are, I wondered what everybody that's not working is doing, and they are working, mm-hmm. but they're working, they can't fathom waking up at 7 o'clock in the morning and have to report to work on time <laughs> or whatever. They'll get up when they feel like it. Uh, oh, I have someplace to be today. I'm not going to work, which you can't do at a regular job. You'd have to call in and then- Use your PTO. Called, yeah, after you called in a couple times, okay, I know they're getting mad at me and I'm going to have to listen to them or I'm going to get fired or who knows what's going to well, happen. think in terms of what makes the Cigar Authority popular. It's listen on demand. This mm. is the entire world, the direction the world is Correct. going. Right. But movies on demand. The podcasts on demand, radio on demand, everything. Yeah. Movies on demand is the greatest thing. What is it? Movies on demand, <laughs> like movies that are released the same day. You right. can watch it comfort of your own home. Well, and bad for the movie industry. We had, one of our employees went to the movies the other night. Took <sighs> took a young lady out to the movies. Said there were only four people in there, and it was the <laughs> the new hot jackass movie. That it, and there's four people. They go, how do they make a living? They're going out of business. Mm-hmm. Just so you know, they're going to go out of business. And so is every retailer. You see some restaurants that are closed a couple days a week because they can't find well, enough help. When I was coming up for the ash holes on Tuesday, yeah, I had gotten a haircut, so I wanted to grab something to eat on the way. And I ended up going to Popeye's. Okay. Guess what? 
they only had enough people for drive-through. The restaurant was closed. Yep. There was a giant line. I thought, okay, I'll just run in. Nope, sign on the door, drive-through only. Dunks is like that. The Starbucks near my house is only open certain days of the week. Did you get in line on staffing. foot? No, but I got in the long line, and I got up there, and I ordered a chicken sandwich, and they said, well, it's going to be 10 minutes until you get a chicken sandwich. And at that point, I had already waited 15 minutes in the line for the fast food. Did so you just I, say, give me what you have? No, I ended up pulling over there, and then I'm thinking, well, if they don't show up, I can't even get in there to complain. <laughs> I'll have to get in the line again. <laughs> right, right. Somebody so, I work with went to Popeye's, uh, it was probably in the fall, and they were out of chicken. Right, of chicken, chicken shortage. Yes, they were out of chicken. So Their sole purpose, to sell chicken. I know. And it, it's not their fault anymore. And your customer service is horrible mm -hmm. because of this. And the place ends up is going to go out of business because of it. And what the hell are we going to do? Now, I could get a warm body working for us. We need help. And I've been looking for help. And I'm not willing to take the warm body. It's just a person because I pride myself on customer service. But the Day's going to come that I'm just going to have to take the warm body, and then customer service gets worse and worse and worse, and this is what ends up happening. And I, I, I'm at the point where I don't know what to do, and talking to two other cigar retailers that I talked to this week called me and saying, you having a problem with getting <laughs> help? And I go, yes, I am, for the first time ever to this degree, because... Not the, the the Uber driver to pick me up. I asked him. I said, "How old are you? You look like you're in your fifties." He said, "52," because I wanted to blame this on the next generation, but it's not. This is everything yeah. that's there. And if you take their side, I like to put all hats on. They get up when they want. They go to sleep when they want. When they when they're hungry, they say, "Hey, let me click the button on DoorDash. Let me make a couple of food mm -hmm. deliveries, and I'll be at the restaurant anyway, picking up the food. <laughs> right. and I'll get something for myself and take care, kill two birds in one or stone. sample a couple of the fries out of the guys. Right. right, you just skim off the top. I'm sure that happens a lot. Make yeah. three deliveries and you've had a meal. I just turned open Brett's eyes to something. Yeah. I was like, I'm signing up for DoorDash. And let me tell you what happens to the restaurant when it comes to DoorDash. The restaurant is charged some ridiculous fee of 30%. And when you order through DoorDash, it's more expensive than ordering direct through the restaurant. So Let's not shit on DoorDash here. No, sometimes it's even more than that. Wow. No, I, I'm not shitting on DoorDash. I'm shitting on what's about to happen. The ramifications of what you're seeing here is that you're going to get no customer service anywhere and all this because you want to sleep late. Mm -hmm. Not that I'm going to change anybody's mind or anything, but I do not want to see the downfall of customer service, certainly at my own establishment, but anywhere that I end up going. And you see these signs, we're shorthanded, mm -hmm. all this stuff into restaurants and things, and you, you give them a pass and all this. I know now it's not their fault. There's nothing they can do. It's not, oh, just pay them more. It's a pendulum that swings, and there's a quote floating around out there on the intranets uh, that hard times make for tough men and easy times make for weak men. And that's where we're experiencing easy times as far as you want to find a job where you can keep your own hours and all that shit that's easy for you right now and it's going to create and it has created a softer generation and it's going to cause for hard times and that's going to cause tough people to come back that's why they got to bring back the draft 
Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens with uh, <laughs> Ukraine. Sometimes with the, the Ukraine. dots that you connect, mm-hmm. Barons, just don't make sense to me. Why? You make people go through the military, it toughens them up. It teaches them structure. And structure and toughening up is lacking in this, but, but, in this country. Even, but right this now. is you saying it. That's the part that I don't understand. <laughs> you don't have structure. It says you. I huh. do say that. And it's, it's not just the younger generation, though. It's this no. 52-year-old Uber driver, too, that... and. Let me put my hat on on him that uh, he's in Las Vegas and he clicks on that button anytime he wants. And if he didn't say what he did, he would have got a good tip also because the guy's out there working and hustling and I'm going to tip him. But I don't want to do any Uber dash. I don't want to add to this. I'll go pick the thing up myself, not to not give that person there, but we got to get people back in the regular workforce or else there'll be no customer service. Mm-hmm. There'll be no restaurants. Or everything will be DoorDash only or whatever it is, and right. I don't want it. Because I've seen all these <coughs> articles on the great resignation. All kinds of industries, people are just leaving their job. Nobody's sure what they're going to do. Or the, we, we had people leave us, you know, and I have – uh, employees that are with me 27, 28 years uh, and, and, <clears throat> and down, but the most recent employees are the ones that left because mm-hmm. they can, after they quit, they can get a job on their way home right. by clicking the button <laughs> and, and picking up some Uber Eats on the way home. So somebody We're- said to me, why don't you mention it on your show and maybe somebody's listening and wants to get into the cigar business and this is the first step of where they go learn the business or whatever. So I said, why not take the opportunity to uh, explain what we do here? And Listen, I had, I had yesterday off. I smoked a couple cigars. Today I'm working, smoking a couple cigars. Right. I mean, not a whole lot changes between my day off and my day on. It's, get, it's get, not except you get paid. It's not heavy lifting, man. Right. And, and, and I look forward to coming to work every day. I show up early and I stay late. So how did I keep the employees I have all these years at, at what would look like a regular business that you know a convenience store or a cigar mm-hmm. shop? What's the difference? And I thought long and hard years ago to say, yeah, I don't want to train somebody and get somebody really good and they move on because maybe they want to get married and have kids and buy a house and all this. So how can I provide something like that? So we ended up going through an employee leasing company so that I could be much like <laughs> um, some of the big companies and be able to offer benefits there. The problem is people, and we had it at our sales meeting this year to explain what benefits are and how they're important, especially to a younger person. So uh, a full-time worker, you know, I, I look at, we're here in New Hampshire. So if you're in New York, you look at different pricing, California, and things like that. This is New Hampshire. Minimum wage in New Hampshire is $7.50 right. an hour. So we pay double that. We pay $15 an hour to start. Also, we give them benefits. So we give medical benefits, um, and someday you're going to need medical benefits. Everybody's Superman and thinks they don't need to go to see the doctor and stuff, but the day is going to come that you're going to end up doing that. Or you have an accident. Right. You know, Even if you're or young and healthy. Kidney something. stone, for example. Mm-hmm. Right. So every month I pay $500 towards their health benefits, whatever that 
is. Right. So and you can pick a, a plan that's at the $500 plan. You, you can, but I'm not can... allowed to look because, again, it's an employee leasing mm-hmm. company and there's all these laws that you can't look. So I don't know what they do if they need eyeglasses and they choose they want eyes or dental and whatever, but here's just $500 per month towards whatever health benefits that I'm not allowed to look. Mm-hmm. Of, of what it is, you do what you want with, with that through there. And this is $500 pre-tax dollars. So if I was to pay you $500 and 20% goes towards taxes, you end up with $400. This is $500 going directly there. This is the magic of what health benefits end up doing. Uh, life insurance, uh, sh- sh- uh, short-term disability, uh, and full health. We also do 401k. With, with matching. With matching. And 100% vested day one. Yeah, which is free money. Correct. So... 401k is pre-tax dollars also. So if you were to take 3% of your pay, let's assume you make, for easy math, $1,000 a week, and 3% of $1,000 a week is $30, and you put $30 into your 401k pre-tax because your $30 would have only been $20, but your whole 30 goes in, and now you make $970 because you put $30 into it, I give... The company gives $30 pre-taxed right. to it, and you so, have 60 so instead of 20 Effectively, you spent $20 to get $60. <laughs> every single week. How many times would you do that and continue to make that money no, I, every week? And it gets invested, so that goes up also, that it's invested. And if you're a young guy, oh, my God, what that adds up to. We had one employee that was his down payment for his house mm-hmm. he was able to do and he said you know what i never would have put that money aside mm-hmm. never knew it was gone it was a l- lousy 20 dollars a week that was missing and never looked at it. it was coffee money basically and there it was so we do that also and you get discounts on cigars and you you get to smoke while you're in the store and hopefully you learn skills of sales which is awesome it doesn't matter where you go at that point. When you learn sales skills, you can sell cigars or you can sell airplanes. It doesn't matter. You start getting sales skills. It ends up helping it out uh, big time also. So there it is. Uh, Dave at twoguyscigars.com um, is my email address. Um, not to, to uh, chat and talk about cigars, <laughs> but to uh, if, if you're looking for a job, um, Somebody had said it to me, you, ha- you have that audience that's there. Uh, I don't think it's a job, uh, if you live in California, say I'm going to pick up and I'm going to move to New Hampshire for the job, mm-hmm. although we had somebody move from Ohio to come here uh, because she was interested in learning, maybe I want to open a cigar business sure. uh, in the future. What better way than work at a right. cigar shop, right? You're going to open a <laughs> restaurant. I highly recommend you work in a restaurant for a long time before you open a, a restaurant. Because it'll add, it'll add to your, both your strength and your character. And a good one. Work at a, work at a good cigar shop um, as opposed to one that's bad and then learn, you know, unfortunately you're going to learn some lazy things and stuff of yeah. this ain't the right way to do it. And I, and I think we do a good job. So uh, it's out there. And, I, and you know, I try to have patience with um, stores that, you know, are shorthanded and stuff. And now I get it because we were never shorthanded till now. Yeah. It's never happened before. 37 years, it's never happened. We're shorthanded. 
and uh, I get it. And you know what, Dave? Jonathan tried for a really smooth It was a solid, smooth segue. Right. When he mentioned strength and character. Oh, I didn't. I got. I saw it was you so look at smooth it. that you didn't <laughs> so get it. So good, I didn't hear it. So it's time for the strength and character <laughs> segment. Brought to you by Camacho. It's time for the strength and character segment. Brought to you by Camacho Cigars. Camacho Cigars, the icon of uncompromised values. There are six pillars of character, citizenship, caring, fairness, responsibility, respect, and trustworthiness. And that's what we're on today is trustworthiness. And this is an important one. Don't deceive, cheat, or steal, which is a perfect one for what we're talking about. (laughs) uh, Because there's only a few ways to lose your job here. It's the only way I've known and the only person I've ever known you to fire is because they were caught stealing. That's it. So don't deceive, cheat, or steal. And don't be late on the first day. <laughs> yeah, we don't want you to be late and all oh, that yeah, stuff. I forgot about that guy. <laughs> Jonathan let somebody go on the first there's, day. There's been three. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, if, if you want something to ask and borrow against your, your thing or whatever or find another job mm-hmm. uh, that pays more, but to take something is uh, – it's it certainly not me. It never was. Uh, that I would do any of those things. Uh, and deceit is also resume. Right. Don't deceive me in your resume either and show that you're way more than you are or something uh, because it, it only goes negative against you when you don't have the skills to end up pulling off the job. Um, you know, be honest. And, uh, you, know, it, you know, I really couldn't do that, but I, I just wanted to get the job and uh, told you it is. And then, you know, I'm the... Do less and overperform, right? You're going to come off better than you say. Under-promise and over-deliver. Right, right. So uh, none of you guys, would. you wouldn't even work for me as a, as, a, uh, as a producer if you had any of these. So I don't even have to ask you the questions. No. None of you guys would deceive, cheat, or steal. It is completely off the record. Off. I'm not willing to be around people like what that. What about accidental theft? Like the other day, I was. You took a pen. That <laughs> I was cleaning out my. I was cleaning out my uh, lighter drawer, and I yes. came across a lighter that I know which cigar shop it came from. Probably about five, six years ago. I, I, no, Does that count as theft, no. or was it an accident? Well, you got to bring it back, Barry. No, I refuse to step foot in the place. <laughs> Mail it to him. Oh, there, you go. there you go. Once a year, Dave uh, cleans out the center console of his car and brings back all of the lighters that he accidentally stole from his own <laughs> store. Now, in fairness, he did buy them once, but we need to take them out of inventory when he leaves with them. He doesn't always remember to tell us that. I, I look. I don't have a lighter. I grab a lighter. I like the lighter. It goes in his pocket. I talk to somebody. It goes in my pocket. It happens. So it's a lot of vertigo lighters in the console. It is. It is. It is. So, I don't even think about it anymore. When Vertigo Cyclone is off by 13 lighters, I'm like, Dave. it's Dave. <laughs> Which takes me a little bit to the guys in the cigar lounge. So clean up after yourself. Buy a cigar when you go in the cigar lounge and clean up after yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we are shorthanded on top of it. So make you should be doing it anyway. Mm-hmm. But It's not going to kill you to empty the ashtray if you can see things are busy. You know yeah. where the ash bucket is. We all have right to thing. understand where it is. But the, the unfortunate thing right now is I don't see an end in sight. No, nah, everybody's angry right now. I think that's also playing into nobody wants to work. You don't want a world where it's 
everybody has to uh, wait in line right. and go through the drive-through and not get customer service and bag it yourself. And you know, ugh. I'm so into customer service, and there's so none around. Bill Burr none hates left. the self-checkout line, and his famous joke is, do you recognize me? No? It's because I don't fucking work here. <laughs> right. You're make, making the person work for it. <laughs> I actually had to use the self-checkout yesterday. Yeah? How did it go? I went into Shores Without a Mask in Nashua, which has a mask mandate. And the 70-year-old guy at the register told me that he won't ring me up, that I need to leave because I'm not wearing a mask. So I just walked over to self-checkout, checked myself out, and left. Yeah, enough, enough of this mask mandate <laughs> shit, too. That's all going away. Yeah? It's all going away. See, it seems to be fading with the midterm elections. Yeah, yeah. All right, that is it for uh, this show. Next week on the Cigar Authority is our annual prediction show where we make up uh, all kinds of predictions of mergers and acquisitions and uh, start a little trouble out there or possibly make a manufacturer think of uh, maybe we should buy Two Guys Smoke Shop while they're down and out and don't have employees right now. No, not for sale. Stick the lid end in your mask. It might catch on fire (laughs) and you might like it. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.